sent forth his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107 verse 20. The message you're about to hear is a straightforward, down-to-earth and insightful teaching by Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. Lady Reverend Adelaide serves under her husband, Bishop Dag Heward-Mills, as a pastor at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Lady Reverend Adelaide is a handmaiden of God and is privileged to have been used by God to pastor and to speak the Word of God, both nationally and internationally, to all ages and gender. She has a plethora of messages on many issues, experiences, and situations of life from God's perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you listen to this message by God's anointed handmaiden, Lady Reverend Adelaide Heward-Mills. The family you are in, it is God who set you in. So if you say, God has a purpose for setting you in that family. And because of you being light, God can change things, beginning with you. Amen. Amen. And then Paul, speaking in Ephesians 3, 14 to 15, says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So there's a heavenly family. And Paul says that the whole family, there's a family in heaven and there's a family in earth, but they are all related. Amen? Amen. And I believe that the Christian family, whether in the church or even biologically, is under siege. Because everything that Satan attacks is often something God has created. So his first attack was to Adam and Eve. That was marriage. And then when they had their children and became, even if you like, a complete family, there was also an attack for division. And Satan is still on that course. Now, Proverbs 12, 7 says that, The house of the righteous shall stand, but the house of the wicked shall not stand, shall be cursed, or something like that. So, we have to recognize that it is not often the members in the family, but Satan uses these things so that the family cannot stand. Because Jesus said, a house divided against itself. Where husband and wife are divided, children and parents are divided, pastor and sheep are divided, pastors and pastors within the same church are divided, pastors and leaders are divided, then Satan doesn't have to do anything. You are already doing his work for him. And when Jehoshaphat was going to fight, in Second Chronicles 20, 20, where God said, believe in the prophets and you shall be established and all that. God said to Jehoshaphat, you don't need to fight in this battle. I will fight for you. What strategy did God use? The Bible says that the enemy started to kill each other so that at the end they were all dead and Jehoshaphat didn't have to do anything. This is the same strategy that Satan uses. He causes division between brother and sister. Uh, Paul said that if you devour one another and bite one another, then you are finished. Because if Satan has to bite you, attack you, and then he can employ a sister or a brother to do that work, or employ both of you, then, and also for free, he doesn't have to pay, then his work is finished. But we have to recognize. You see, the Bible says in John 10, 10, 
The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So as you are fighting in that your home, fighting in your marriage, fighting in your church family, that is not, it's not about the quarrel. Satan has the master plan. Do you understand? So he says to you, you know, things are not going to change. Have you not seen? You've been praying for some time. Things are not going to change. So do you know what? If you want peace of mind, jump out. You have peace. Now your house is on fire, really. And it's true, maybe, where you are. Your house is on fire. You don't see how things work. So, you know, but baby, I woke up. It's not as simple as that. So that when that happens, they go to court, and then the court says, come and show that the marriage has broken down beyond repair. Those are the grounds, irreconcilable differences. So you sit there and say, what were the differences? She was a witch. She did, when you write, you say you have three points. Then the lawyer will say, think, think. You probably have ten more to make your case viable. So you think the first three or two are true. The seven is trumped up, is made up. You, you, you see only your suffering. So even what is not true, now you see it as true. So you take 10 things. Then your spouse also responds with 10 things. So you are in court tearing each other down. Again, Satan is sitting there laughing. He said, they are such good workers. <laughs> they work so well. They are so impeccable. So you finish. Now you are here. She's here. Now the children come in. In court, the children come in. Custody. So that one to become a fight. Then you think, no, let me talk to the children so that they will be on my side. So you start to poison them about the other spouse. And Satan says, they've taken it to masters now. It's really working. So you tear each other up. You are done for. There's no home for your children. You are all apart. Now you are having visiting rights. So when will you pick them up? I'll pick them up at weekends. Why will you pick them up at weekends? And, and so the five days, they, me, they should be with me. Well, then I'm not going to allow you to... Da, da, da. Fight number one. Fight number two. How come 500 is finished? But the fact is that you are running two homes now. Then the children are also affected. They are having mental health problems. They are going into depression. Their schoolwork is going down. Things are not as they should be. And then... In the end, you can even lose your faith, lose everything. And the children that you say, I'm fighting for my children because my house is very toxic. You know, Lady Reverend, I have to, at the end of the day, I was talking to my husband once and I was just showing, I said, that, look at this couple. They thought that they would be free when they do this, so they did it. In doing it, the man had to prove himself that his wife was really bad. So he said, she's a witch, she's this, she's this, she's this. And everybody also gave their comments on both sides. Then after that, the children also rose up in rebellion, more division. And then after that, you both go and marry, remarry. And then your remarriage is also with another flesh. So it's another problem. So the problem you thought you were overcoming, you have actually added to and you have compounded. Now your new wife says, you know, I'm not into stepchildren. So, but when we're caught, you said that they can come. Uh, they can come only when they are on holiday. 
But to come here, I mean, these are cases I have sat on. You know, a man had three children and came with the woman he wants to marry. And the woman said that, Lady Reverend, my catch and say, Lady Reverend, it's not happening. Then the man says to me, I want them to be with me. I want them to. Then he said, Mary first one was on Tibrofo. Now wait, but the one that Osi or Tibrofo, me cry me who ne brofo. Osi or Tino. So then back and forth, back and forth. Then the woman tells me, eh, me cry, prophet, be some men worry no. I mean issues. So eh, we went to her village, and the mother said that. If you say so, and I said, and you are still in it. Are you mad? You are losing your children. When you see them, they are crying. They are not allowed to come to your house. You are not married yet. How much more when you marry? Anyway, by the grace of God, he's gone back to his first wife, and they are trying to work things out. So I called the first wife, and I said that, look, who can see one tibrofo? But do you know something? It's not your fault. There are many adult education courses. Intifa teacher. Now call adult education. After all, you do business. You sell and you do well. So just add a little. The second one also tibrofo. Me, I don't see, but I think he was bewitched, honestly. So in the end, people are losing their children. Then, in some cases, the last one, I mean, not this last story, the one before. The last one is on drugs. And he's now saying, but daddy, why did you leave mommy? And why did you tell me mommy was a witch? And why did you do that? So what you thought you were solving? You know, we feel that the fire is burning. I have to jump out. But it is a deception from the enemy. It's like even in church. You know, he tells you, Pastor, I'll preach you know, that we should take you one person and talk about it anyway. Look, most problems are similar. Just everybody in church looks holy. So you don't know that your problem is the same as this person's problem. So the pastor is not preaching about you. So many people feel he's preaching about them, not only you. Do you understand? Because human problems are the same. And then based on that, you say, I saw no crime in Babium. And then, unfortunately, you have also taken a foolish friend in the church. <laughs> who doesn't give you good counsel? Someone, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. They may be in church, but they are ungodly. Even your children may be in church but an ungodly child can befriend them. And we have to open our eyes to that reality. Because Jesus said, where the wheat are, there will be tears. I'm sorry. He said, where the sheep are, there will be wolves. Even he, in the midst of his disciples, there was a Judas. My husband says, for every 12 people, there's one demon. You see? <laughs> so, you get angry. I say, I'm going they call me Roman, then you go. You go, you don't come for fellowship anymore. 
you don't hear the word of God anymore. You are angry. God was going to do some blessings, but you left early. As you go, you go from frying pan to the fire, and your state gets worse. But you don't trace it back to where Satan began to deal with you from. Lady Reverend, what's your point? My point is that there is no perfect family, neither on earth or in heaven. And Paul says to the fishes that the family that is named in heaven or on earth, but when I say heaven, heaven is pure, but I mean that among Christians, there's no perfect family. Lady Reverend, why do you say that? Genesis 30, verse 1 to 2. That she bare Jacob no children. Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, Give me children or else I die. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel. And he said, Am I in God's stead who hath withheld from thee the fruit of the womb? Verse 8. And Rachel said, with great wrestlings have I wrestled with my sister. With my what? And I have prevailed. And she called his name Naphtali. These were two sisters. Same mother, same father. But the confusion had come from their father giving the two girls to the same man. Now, it's just two women who look at the problems. I don't know how Solomon solved his problems of... 700 wives, just two. <laughs> same mother, same father. So when God says, a deacon must be the husband of one wife, he's helping you. He's not taking anything away from you. Anyway, Rachel discovers that she cannot have children. It is not Leah's fault. It is not even Jacob's fault. But the Bible says that when she sees that she can't have children, she envies her sister as if her sister is God. In the church, we envy our sisters and our brothers for things that they didn't do to you. And these are the things that kill brotherly love. When you see, instead of going to God, you attack the person who is a receiver of the blessing. And the person had nothing to do with it. Because the Bible says, what do you have that you didn't receive from God? Amen. Amen. And these are the strategies Satan uses to make us fight each other. And the Bible then says that, then God remembered Rachel and God opened her womb and gave her a child. Verse 22 of the same chapter 30. And God remembered Rachel. And God hearkened to her and opened her womb. The best person to solve your problems is God, not your sister or your brother. They are not that powerful. We give too much power to human beings. We give them too much power. As if Leah could decide to open your womb or to close it. But when she rather prayed, God heard, God remembered, and God opened her womb. Hallelujah. So every family will have problems. 
But we must learn how to overcome our problems in a biblical way. And that will let brotherly love continue. And love is such a strong thing that when Satan comes against it, he will bow. The Bible says love is as strong as death. Death is very strong and decisive. Often you cannot reverse it. But if love is stronger than that, then love is very powerful. And it's a weapon. Amen. Amen. So even your sister, you see we are human. The Bible says envy and strife and all that is part of the fruits of the, 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 the works of the flesh. You understand? Galatians 5, 19. The works of the flesh. Strife, jealousy, envy. So it, there's a man of God in town. Every time the man of God sees him, he says, hey, your wife, is she there? And he tells me, the man, he believes you, pa. And then he said to me, but the man, he's always asking me a question that I find strange. My husband said to me, and I said, what question is that? He's always asking, does your wife have a younger sister? <laughs> the man is married. I mean, he's a grown-up. He says, does your wife have a younger sister? My husband will ask him, why? He said, because I'm looking for a wife for some of my bishops. And I want your wife's younger sister. <laughs> then my husband says, no, my wife is the youngest. She doesn't have a younger sister after her. And then he says, oh, that's very pathetic. And my husband says, doesn't he know that two people can come from the womb and they can be very different? Why does he think that your younger sister, when he gets your younger sister, he has gotten you? Why does he think that? So two people can come from the same family, same upbringing, same mother, same father, but very different. Even your biological family, look at the problems you have. Then when you come to church, you expect us to be perfect. No way. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Hallelujah. So you have to recognize as a family, as a church family, even in your home, that nowhere cool. Amen? Sometimes it's show. Hmm? Somebody told me, Lady Reverend, my marriage is PDA. As I was, as a public. It's not like that. Now, once we hear from outside, he opens the door for his wife. He kisses his wife when we are going good night. He says, As for our marriage, I don't see really. Your husband may not open the door for you. He may not kiss you, but he looks after your children. And the one who is kissing you, killing your mosquitoes, does not look after the children. So which one? Amen? Amen. The Bible says that husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he may cleanse it with the washing of of the water by the word. It's a way in the self-improvement in Yina Ujinawodo. She is not supposed to be already made, but you can make a way for her. So, and to bro from refer teacher mom. Or baba two times in a week. What sure? A better kakran kakra. Maybe her parents couldn't afford. Maybe where she found herself. So it's not time to beat her down. 
And say, I want already made on the market. Amen, brothers. Amen. Amen. So let brotherly love continue. Amen. I have to quickly run to the last type of love. And that is eros. Which we call passionate love or erotic love. Now, even in marriage, you need brotherly love. Let me say that. If you are not friends, this aspect of love which provides friendship and respect must be present in the marriage. You must be able to chat with each other, play together, tease each other, like you do with siblings. You must be able to talk about your interests, politics, hmm? some people like football. Yeah, I'm not interested in football, but... I can ask you who won, what it means. But, um, be supportive of each other and defend each other. Have you not seen families? They may have problems, but when a third party comes, they bury their differences and they face the other party fully. That's how it's supposed to be. Amen. Amen. So you need, you don't need just, I love you, I love you, I love you. After that, otherwise, what are you going to do? I love you, you know, Asa. You are now together. What is there to talk about? You know, that is where your, your speech should also minister grace. Your speech should also be spiritual. Because sometimes your speech is then the person can't chat with you. Because everything is insult. You are talking about people, everyday gossip. It's not edifying to the, the hearer. Amen. Amen. Let brotherly love continue. Then the last, Eros. When you read Songs of Solomon, it talks about erotic love. Proverbs 5, verse 19. Let her be as a loving hind and the pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravished always with her love. Amen. Amen. This verse is talking to the brothers. Because you lose interest easily. I was telling my husband, this verse says, let her be as the loving hind to you. So it's the man's responsibility to see the woman in that light. Amen, brothers? Let her be like the loving hind and the pleasant rule. Let her breast satisfy you. Because as for the breast, you may have them, but it's not satisfying you. You are looking at all the ones on the streets. And Christians don't like to talk about this type of love, erotic love, because you did so much bad in the world that you cannot accept that it is a gift from God for you to enjoy your husband or to enjoy your wife. You cannot, you cannot accept it. Sometimes even you are now born again, you are in the room, but every time your husband wants to be happy with you or your wife, you feel that you are sinning. It means that you are in bondage and you need to be set free. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So now, you the man, you are a virgin and your wife is a virgin in spite of the 54 partners you had before. <laughs> because in Christ, all things have passed away. Now, 
You see, usually the eros, the men and the brothers are stronger in eros, usually, than the ladies. But it doesn't mean that your wife is not interested in sex. The reason why she's not flowing is you are not pressing the right buttons. Amen, brothers? You didn't mind her the whole day. Then in the night, a lady, we had a marriage seminar and we grouped them two to five years married, six to 11. So we had our meetings in batches like that every Sunday with Bishop Fabian and co. And the one lady, quite mature, she said, Lady Reverend, I have a question. She said, my husband, on me the whole day. Now, and I drew banner, may join a may dream in one. He comes to the room, and then the only thing he has said to me the whole day down <laughs> before and after down is the only statement. I can even see her face now, she was very annoyed. <laughs> so, people should be frank with each other and should be able to express themselves in the area of errors. Talk to your wife. Talk to your husband. What makes you happy? What makes it work? And you, the listener, listen and don't say, oh, upesa, uda. You see, that's why your wife has a headache every day. Every evening she has a headache. Whether it's God-ordained or self-ordained, it's a headache. <laughs> Amen, ladies. Amen, the men. <laughs> and I want to say that when we look at Second Samuel, I'm ending this one soon. <laughs> Second Samuel chapter 13, verse 2. And Amnon, you see, this Amnon was in love with his sister. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister, for she was a virgin, and Amnon thought it hard to do anything to her. But what I'm looking for is the beginning of the verse. Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick. You see, he wanted to sleep with the sister, and he wasn't seeing his plans materialize. So he became vexed, and after that, Opetu Yare. It is the same with your husband. So Sansa, when you marry, and husbands get vexed. The woman come for counsel and say, Lady Reverend, small no amikaye. Everything has turned in the house. No buefu, It's not eikakra to the brother. <laughs> Brothers, am I dialing your numbers? <laughs> and we are so different that honestly, we are shocked that the man is. And we say, Lady Reverend, you won't believe it. Or sorry, yeah. Or find a car kiss and the pnui wam wam wam. No, they got snan the camu. My friend on just so. And I said, so what is the reason? Me, because it can't be this. Let Reverend. It can't. I said, eh. Go and read your Bible. I'm none. Opetu yari. The brothers they fall ill, oh, ladies. When you deny them, they actually fall ill. Brothers, am I saying something? 
So we have to believe it. Even though, you see, we are so different. And sometimes we want men to behave like us or to think like us. And we want women to behave like us or to think like us. But God made us different for a purpose. You know, so ladies, just accept it that that is how it is. Instead of trying to change the person, eh, I said, we are reasonable. We are, we are romantic. We are, you will talk and Jesus will come. It is good that you should talk, but a friend of mine told that her husband, her mother said that bedroom. No, my my advice to you is do before complain. So you do, then after that you complain about the things that you don't like. Amen. But it is God's purpose, and when we don't pay attention to that, we also contribute to the destruction of our marriages. Because it is a need created by God on both sides. So when the woman's needs are ignored, the man's needs are ignored, it doesn't help. And we believe, or I believe that, the greatest sexual organ is your mind. Ladies, amen. Amen. So we need to renew our minds. And just say, even you have to call and say, come, let me bless you. May bless you, Achebra. But you, every day, it's your husband who approaches you. You never call him. And even when he's calling you, say, hey, Sisters, am I saying something? Yeah. But we need to be Christians. And we need to change our mind. And it takes humility. It takes humility to walk in God's word and to walk in errors. Finally, <laughs> Finally, 1 Corinthians 7, 2 to 5. These three types of love must be present and working together all the time. One or two without the others is incomplete and impractical. They are mutually reinforcing. Marriage without agape is chaotic and selfish and is usually full of quarrels. Okay, 1 Corinthians 7. I was waiting for you to get there. Are we there? Now you have your phone and things. You just go, isn't it? (laughs) First Corinthians 7. Verse 2. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own girlfriend. His own secretary. His own wife. And let every woman have her own boyfriend. Her own boss, her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence. Benevolence means kindness, goodness. So when you bless your husband in the bedroom, it is part of your goodness and your kindness. Amen, ladies. Due benevolence. <laughs> now, this is, um, this is um, King James. So I'm wondering if I should come to a more... Let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband. The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights. I don't think it explains 
goodwill, kindness, and what is due her as a wife. So the Bible is saying that let each one have his own wife or husband to avoid fornication. And then when you have that person, extend kindness in sex to the person. Extend goodness in sex to the person. Amen. Amen. And the kindness is you don't always insist on your way. Every day is your way. And no other way. Are you Jesus? Verse 4. For the wife does not have exclusive authority and control over her own body. But the husband has his rights. So when you marry, before you marry, you have exclusive authority and control over your body. But when you marry, what they will body know they are born for it. I didn't say it. Amen, ladies. But because you feel your body is your own, even after marriage, that is why when your husband is asking for what is his, you refuse it. Because why Jane said, But the scripture is saying, when you marry, it does not belong to you. Amen? <laughs> Likewise, also, the husband does not have exclusive authority and control over the, his body, but the wife has her rights. Some of you brothers, hey, you are not romantic. You don't take her out. You don't sow the right seeds. Huh? And you think that as for women, they should be always game. It's not like that. Amen. Your body is for her. And although they say men are more sexual, there are times when your wife also needs you sexually. But you don't think about it. You think that it's only you. That's what the Bible is amazing. Do, verse 5. Do not refuse and deprive and defraud each other of your due marital rights. In law, when we say you have defrauded, it's very serious or fraud. Just a way we are did to a serious extent. So when you refuse your husband or your wife, you are a thief. You have defrauded. We will take you to serious fraud office. Our Christians don't believe God's word. We just laugh. Hey, we are not doers. But if we were doers, our homes would be better places. Our marriages would be better places because God knows best. Amen. Some of you wise from this meeting, you have to repent. Your 90 that you bought when you had your firstborn. And don't know what's up to today. There's nothing sexy about you in the bedroom. Nothing. Things must change. Amen. Once I was talking to my husband, I said, you always say that uh, the ladies, some of them, when they are home, they don't look nice. They took off their wig, and you look like two boys in the house and all that. But you, the brothers also, you don't dress in the house. Even your colors, they don't coordinate. You wear busy top with busy under, shorts, but down for, and you are walking about. He laughed so hard. <laughs> I said, you are in the house. You won't put on aftershave. When you are going, shh, shh, shh. Then you say the sisters, they are wearing wig in the house. 
Amen. But I think that, I submit that, men are more visual. Do you see? What they see affects them more than a woman. A woman, even when your shorts are, whatever, we don't care. I mean, be happy in your thinking shorts that you are wearing. We don't care. But a man needs excitement to be able to perform. Amen, ladies. Amen. So be creative, not only in your food. Amen. And if you are not married yet, the things I'm saying are not for you to go and put it to practice. In that your funny life. It's a time to repent before God. And to know that God's time is the best. In conclusion, in conclusion, marriage without agape, I've said that, is chaotic and selfish and is usually full of quarrels. Marriage without phileo, which is brotherly love, leads to a wicked husband, an unkind wife, and a very uninteresting marriage when you don't have brotherly love. The home with only eros love usually has short-lived happiness. Because this Amnon, as soon as he got Thomas, slept with her, the Bible said he hated her. So lust and just sexual expression is not enough. We need all the components. Marriage without eros, that's where there's no passion, there's no sex, there's no... Usually strains the relationship of the couple and leads to infidelity and unfaithfulness. So God in his wisdom is calling you and I to walk in agapayo love, which is unconditional. To walk in phileo love and let brotherly love continue. And to walk in eros love, to let your breast satisfy him and to know that your body is not your own. God bless you. So the, what we know is that before marriage, there's a premarital counseling. And uh, a little investigation that I have done shows that because the would-be couple are in a hurry, most of the things that they learn during the counseling, uh, they don't even imbibe it very well. So they, they start the, mar the marital journey, and it looks like they've forgotten everything that they learned. <laughs> okay, it looks like we have forgotten everything we have learned. Okay, thank you for the correction. Now, the challenge I have is this. Let's assume that we are married and we're having issues, some of which you have mentioned. And let's say I'm the type that I do not want to hurriedly rush to uh, my pastor to tell him that Probably my wife is not treating me well in the bedroom. You know, not every issue that you can easily rush to the office and go and see. Sometimes some of them are so embarrassing. For example, I walk to my bishop, Reverend Odru, and I tell him that my wife is not treating me well in there. I mean, I don't know how I'll be able to even start the whole thing. So the thing is that if I'm not careful, this thing will eat me up. So, 
And some of the, honestly, you could discuss with your wife or your spouse. But I don't know what happens is that because it looks as if we are so used to the fact that, oh, uh, my husband is a Christian, you know, my wife is a Christian. So let's say you, you tell your wife that this is a situation. You need to actually up your game. And she's, she's still not giving you any hearing. Like, she's still not changing. And you too, you don't want to come and report to Bishop that this is what you are going through. I just want to find out practically what are the things that you can do in order to save probably a young marriage. Because I've not been married for long, like six years. And, but my inter interactions with people, I mean, very young Christ, uh, Christian couple, is that, look, they get married and look, it looks as if the, uh, that kind of seriousness and agency attached to uh, before marriage, I mean, the relationship, is no more there. Because after all, I know him. After all, I, I know her. I know that if I don't yield to his or her demands, he wouldn't go outside. Because he or, he or she is a you know, child of God. So practically, what can we do? Because I'm asking this not only for myself. Because I know a lot of young marriages that are going through a similar thing. So Lady Reverend, please help. Thank you. I'm very grateful to God for his word. Because otherwise, I don't think that all the interventions would even work. But the only thing that the Bible says will never pass away is his word. And it has always been a hiding place for me. But everything you have shared is very, very practical and very normal. It's not abnormal. And you kept saying that it's for young couples, but it's not true. It's across spectrum. It's a broad spectrum thing, and I don't think it's just for young couples. Now, you talked about the counseling, first of all that premarital counseling, we should evaluate and see, do people really hear what you are saying? But we can't do anything about it, but we still have to give the instruction. Some of the seed will fall on good soil. Some will fall in thorns. Some will fall on the wayside, but we still have to plant the seed and trust God. Now, I have had people in my own congregation who told me that during the counseling, they didn't hear anything that was being said. <laughs> One lady pastor told me that when they were doing the chapter in Model Marriage, which is a book I've been using by Bishop Dagwood Mills, and they spoke about problem solving. And they said, when you are solving a problem, don't shout at each other. Then she turned and looked at her husband and said, hey, not our marriage. Everything that she was told, she said, Tofiakwa. And she felt that it didn't apply to her. That it applied to certain people. She was not married, though. But as she hears that they don't shout at each other, say, hey, minus us. When they say, don't use the word never. You never do this. You never come home. You say, oh, we are loved. There's made in heaven. All these things. You know? Anyway, when she married, she started to see the reality. And she said, Mommy, guess what? I started to remove all my suitcases to look for my model marriage. To see that what was I taught. And then we, we also record our messages. So she started to look for all the recorded messages. So at least 
what the marriage counseling school had done was to show her that there was a place to go to, there were some teachings available, and there was something that could help your marriage. You know, so I think that although premarital counseling may not do all that is intended to do, it still does something and should not be absent. You know, when you are in love, it's not anybody who tells you, but you just don't hear. You are burning with love. You can't, and you can't see how you will even quarrel. And because of that, you even look at your parents' marriage. Oh, I'm going love. I'm going romance. Then when you have been in the marriage for a while, you say, yeah, yeah, I'm You change your mind. So premarital counseling must come on. Now, coming to share problems in marriage is a very dicey area, especially in the body of Christ. I think more than even in the world. One thing is that we are used to being actors and actresses. So even when things are not well, we cover it and we give an impression. I have a couple I knew very well. Hey, they don't respect each other at all. Just hey, when they wake up in the morning, at MDA, everything they say is an insult to everything. I mean, if you're a visitor in their home, you'll just be shocked that, ah, is there a way of talking to people? But, I mean, big words that should not be spoken to each other. But after they were prepared to come to church, they always wear the same colors. They blend everything. So I asked the wife that, hey, Senyada Muhammad, how do you decide which color? He said that we don't decide. <laughs> so we are good at play acting. But I think that we should keep it real. And when we keep it real, then people know that marriage is made by God, but it's challenging. It has its challenges, and it has its difficulties, you know. And the Bible tells us, they that shall marry shall have trouble in the flesh. First Corinthians 7 verse 28. They that shall marry shall have trouble in the flesh. I love the Bible. It tells you as it is. Now, when you are having problems in the marriage, you are saying that couples get to a place where they are so familiar with each other that in the end, they don't respect each other's opinion. What you are saying is true. And that is called the sin of familiarity. So couples must fight familiarity. If you have a good man, see that he is a good man and do not provoke him. The Bible says love is not easily provoked. That's the other side. But you also, the Bible says provoke one another to love and to good works. Not to anger and to evil works. Amen? So yes, sometimes when you have a godly wife, you take it for granted. Because you know that there are certain things she can't do. One, she can't insult you in a certain way. Two, she's not thinking of divorce because she has the fear of God. Three, she will always be praying for you. Four, no matter what you do, she will cook for you and she will try to flow. So because of that, you don't appreciate her godliness. Without even knowing, you take her for granted. In the same way, you marry a godly man. Like Reverend Isu told me, he said that, 
ye no because ye nyankopon crofo no ye kete ba ku ye ni kete wo roman ridge wo bisu airport na ye wo bisu wa chimota ye kete ba ku we have only one bed and our wives should appreciate that do you understand so sometimes by your actions you are pushing your partner away and then later you say but you, you quench the nyamisusu. Amen. So let us not take each other for granted. You know, but Christians do that because it's like, um, I can envisage how you will behave. And because I know you love God, I will take you for granted. That is not good. And no partner should feel taken for granted. The third one, you, so that's the sin of familiarity. And sometimes it's difficult for anybody to listen to anybody. But even that, we have in this book problem solving. And one of the things we say is, you know, the Bible says be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. So when the other person is talking, be quick to hear, but slow to speak. But some of us who did law, we are quick to speak. <laughs> Amen? Amen? And slow to hear. And we have to work on that area of our lives. Because in law, you are always listening to the other person. And when he makes a mistake or a flaw, you are on your feet. Objection, Lord. So you may marry and then you are objecting all the time into the marriage. But some of you, you are not even lawyers. You are worse than lawyers. So the communication, you see, it doesn't just happen. You must build a communication machinery of what you want in your marriage. It doesn't just happen. You must think, when we get into problems, how are we going to solve it? And then between the two of you, okay, we are going to do this. When we are angry, we won't speak. We will speak later. When one person speaks for today, the other person will not speak till tomorrow. And it will take humility and... Uh, loving the other person for that to happen. And then thirdly, you talked about it being very difficult to come and see your pastor about things in the bedroom. <laughs> but Jesus said, it's the sick who need a physician, not the well. And you are not ashamed to go to a gynecologist. You are not ashamed to go to a doctor and remove all your clothes. You are not ashamed to go to a urologist for him to do sperm count. But when it comes to the things of God, then you are ashamed. I don't think it's right. So I think that you must be bold to be able to speak to your pastor. But what is happening in the body of Christ is that, especially the brothers, they get angry when you come and say that I have a problem. Because you are so, um, how do I say, into your ego. And, but if you know that, we all have vessels of clay. We are all sinners saved by grace. And everybody will have a challenge of some sort in their lives at a certain point. And the fact that you have a challenge doesn't make you a bad person. It just makes you a person who needs help. And then we as pastors should be able to exercise what we call in law privileged information. The information you give to your doctor is privileged. It means that the doctor cannot go around telling everybody, oh, mommy cry when you're eight. 
It's not your conversation. The lawyer has privileged information. He cannot take it everywhere. And I learned in law school that the pastor also has privileged information. Now, that does not mean that if you go to Kolebu, you see a, a consultant. And the consultant is now discussing with his team of doctors what should be done. You can't say, oh, consultant, I told only you. So don't discuss with the resident who is on duty. The house officer must not know. It's the same profession and they must know. So sometimes other pastors know because they are a team, they are a professional team, and they are working to help you. Amen? Amen. But it's not because you are the latest gossip on Ghana web and we are all talking about you. It's not like that. Amen? So you need confidence and we also need confidence. And we must be able to keep your matter private. Do you understand? You must be able to keep your matter private without saying, hey, you are telling church members, you are telling everybody, the person will not have confidence. But if we have confidence to counsel, sometimes I even counsel, and then I say, don't tell this person that I know. Don't tell your spouse that I know because she will feel so embarrassed. But you just do what I've said and I believe that it will help you. So a person doesn't need to do because afterwards a person may not know how to flow with me and all that, but I've dealt with it. You know. So the church is a clinic and it's made for people who are maimed, halt, blind. That's what Jesus came for. The church is not a perfect place. The church is a place for sinners, a place for those who are lost, a place for those who need the counsel of the Lord. And the church must be able to cover its people while still dealing with the issues. But you see, when you become rebellious in some way, then Paul says that one, we should tell openly so that others will fear. Because now you have gone out of, out of, how do you say it? How, out of, Behave, you don't behave well. You've gone out of bounds. What you're doing is ultra virus. Out. Amen? Yes. I hope that, brother, that answers your question. But your question is a very good question, and it applies to all of us. Amen. I also find that people don't pray about their marriages. They feel that it just happens. But before your marriage, during your marriage, prayer must be your thing. Prayer and guidance from his word, and God will help you. said, <laughs> <laughs> And not so bad in a day. My seven, no, no. Okay. I understand it. I will answer by the grace of God. What I would say is that, oh. what I would say is that, I think um, my answer is still Proverbs chapter 5. Okay, so let's go to. I don't like to preach ideas. I like to preach the word of God. Okay, so God is wiser than all of us. 
And Proverbs chapter 5, verse 15. Drink waters out of thine own system, and running waters out of thine own well. And on a chessing, yenum yembremunsu, and then what? What's the fresh running waters out of your own well? Nah, mama, I'm pedemibisa with all respect. Unumunsu, unumunpanyansing. But you'll be here and look at grandma. Unumunsua, unumnimpressing. I know the Bribia office and Sukomodon. Intimopocho, Asamneyano. Bible, or Casanyami, or see. A bonumunsua, num wankasa wubrim. It was talking about marriage, or Casafa, warrior, and it said, Bear Madden, and Hubeka, or bar. The Bible chess said, Insuno, num. Drink waters out of thine own system and running waters. Running, not just in Zionu, a soon show. A running, sir. In I know that sometimes the brothers have to be reasonable. Maybe I wouldn't hear Paul. And now, Sister, and I will, yeah. And now, Bibi, sir. But barring that, no. Yanko Pansam, see. Senior, I'm praying, praying with the new Zionu. Some praying, praying, na. A war bedroom. In Timene Wono, we don't have a case. Me patcha nanti yen to me se biya ya ware fono. Ye biya ya sisha se e biya week, you know, e biya miensa. Biya se. Yen to me yen sa. Okay, into wukunsu e kwamazin. Insu kwamazin. Oh. Na wu se yen su na infam man. In so ye den. Ya ne. Em so radiakasa into here. But I think that in love to your wife, you can be reasonable. You know, if she says, so, oh, I'm not well. And but, yeah, man, you know, you know, so it can be like that because, you know, and I say, you know, you know, you know, you know, into Ibura no awa no bonum from. Into mum yen such a yajin na yen expect today or ye every day. Now when it's not every day, that is the the uh, exception more than the rule. I didn't write the Bible, but God's word is also no munsiofi wankasa ubrim. We mikrune catch me service we mikrune preaches ase. Me pacho empense na munu msio na asofu nya wa age do no sida well asem na kasa ye ni hwi ka biom so it is the word of god inti na wari ye work no na ye ko wari ye nim say ye djuma but marriage is work and marriage is hard work amen but jenwo mama me jenwo is just to make the marriage work enye bibia Obiri Jeffy, who what Bible say? When you pedrian on your wood, it is so busy now. No pedoja. What case do you have? Yami reading and the Bible say, Wunipa Diano, who warrior, and your woodia. 
Wukunu so waria enye ni dia. Inti se adie nu nuraba. Ana obeka se minfemano enye ni dia. Enye title deed ni di ne bosu. Amen. Inti ni obe inse obe se nyankupon adum. So that we will be able. Na semba kwa okay use idro krano. Yes if anansa anansa inu di minimum every three days. Usually, Uber Fabia, eh, another three times a day, but not that one day, then three days later, you take another. The medicine will not be effective. But me believe he said, between husband and wife, sometimes you can say, Oh, today I'm not flowing, or today I'm not game. And now, I said, Wukunso, or Tia Sekakra, but in Sio, dear, Yanumada. Amen. You, Mammy Pacho, made the Isaac in cancer. May I suffer? Eh, may I Why not I busy in tea when to me, Amma, but may come in? Mequa, my catcher and say, see, and Timuqua, my catcher, or Ziminka, aha, now we met Cancerno. Pacho, made any say, um, may I suffer, say, be a Tuesday, uh, Bible studies, bear six thirty, and some of sorry, Friday. Sister, I said, I'm here to stress. And so I am not a do be a blue seven. In Diana, I'm not a new one. But I'm not a I'm not a new one. I'm not a new one. I'm not a May I imagine, say, may no be. Aha, indeed, there may any say, say, may Thomas Swan. Now, Manoa, maybe I may didn't tell me I'm a noir, no, and I say, and call on a banner, my innocent, my jaw. But Ukraine do be our men, no, I'm in Colonel Go out, man, Tim, and so Bana, Nibuf. Eh, say, Obebano, now, a bobe seven. Let me see, I I'm being frank with what I'm saying. my uh, Tuesdays near India, bear three o'clock there. Now, my mom, my dear, now I okay. What about the other days? The other days, um, the other days, uh, 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 it is sad, but I'm looking at the Tuesdays where that you have to go have to go to church and sometimes I go and come back. Now, nah, dear sir, I think all around him said, Yes, Adam, yeah, but true. Now, my mom, you say, see, me no one me feel so we are right. And they may be Me pacho. Thank you, Pastor. Mwe susu se. And we been been full been more. What's the idea? Is ban oil fresh every day? Damn netter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Inti. Aha. Inti. Anko be to me e to da e siwa. Oye ne duani e si siho. And I say she shall hold. Because 
that's what I do or I did even when I was growing up because my husband came full time just after a year of working as a doctor. And then I was working full time as a lawyer. So, I am for few say suffer with fear. It's just only be But most of the time, they are praying, waiting on God, waiting for a word. And it's even harder than say be a juma pa ye ye wo outside. They be a law a juma na bibisa. In si ye num bi wo wa. One would have one kun wo fear. We feel that their full time employment for them. Into without thinking, no, no more defeating your men in a shebeman and sir. A yes, sir, pastor, no, the ministry, so now you're compromised. Into me, me feel, sir, near move to me, I said, there must be planning. Into, sir, time I made me a lawyer or attorney general, no, me, ba, Thursdays, na me, dimidra. Into Thursdays, what could dimidra, you know. Me bansoa me jina so aye duani. Inti se me ya na me di ashe freezer. Inti no omu ni se Monday omu be iwe, Tuesday omu be iwe, and then Sunday before church. If you are me kru kru or ye ready or bomb pie, but I will get up. Na Sunday na me ye jollof. Inti me ye gravy nansa. Inti me sorry amu achiya. Na me di rice di bibiye gum. Answer ma kwa sorry. Inti me feel se planning be boa. And the home is also important. And the home is not less important than Yejuma. Until we have to find a way of balancing the two. Now, Ebin, so I won't so won't talk fridge and I freeze a man. Until only baby or dear Jan in it. maybe we should believe God. You should believe God to get a freezer. And then say, Inquire and I be I had the doubt, yeah. Then rice is nothing. Na eye eye nso e se onu an kasa so oba sorry e so oba weekday meeting e so oba we meet is a way because it helps you to think like the man and also you are an ordinary christian like everybody and you also need fellowship inti no ni nyina e se odika ne balance no and it starts by ubetna se na wa plan say e da bena me fi ejuma abantem Na ma ye say ni say ni say. Eda beina ye be laundry. Eda beina nkolano so ebi ye be training or maybe they are so little, but you train them to also be responsible. Inti yes ah me say mini obiat na ebi close to I think twenty years, but oba first. So me kase only train po mami na me fan serving me because debi 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 ah he smells which was true. Just and who won't But I worked on it. Now me told lime. Now me told deodorant. Now me training no. And Kakaka says, see how dear. Or you do my journey to send me. And see that as hell. But it didn't just happen. A bibia, me shared a training, no training, or a boy anyway. A training, a training, a training. But although me training, say, Mukun Bifia, Mumfejumania, and she, and Pokwen and Sa. If you feel that seven is it, or your man Susie, I am In fact, often I'm but I don't show it. I just feel that it's my duty. Inti, mefa tray, mefa way, mefa way. Whatever I have to do, my husband says that the trays make the things too many. But anyway, and then I serve him and I give him food. Emu. Inti, besia besia ne juma odosho na hats odosho, and she must 
Find a way of finding help. Ebia or new journey, or we are with trousers, see a mood to do the shin shuma, and so no, 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 but it be over to me for beer. Fridays and Saturdays, or bar, no, I bought with new macro, no, no, so I am free to do other things and to support you amply. And see, Ningina or Dambu Kimu, duties of a wife, the total wife, and how to balance. Into me feel there is a banyan mum jay mum because our hinder woman ministry <laughs> and all the things you are doing, and then now it's becoming a standard procedure. But I think that if she needs help in other things, help her so that she will be free and able. But there will never be a perfect world. The children will grow, or will do secondary school, and then as soon as you say, a need more responsibility. So the better you put, the earlier you put this in place, the better, you know. And then sometimes when you say a man on person or you only training, unim, unim say, so yes say, and so yes say, unim say, so worry software a very different. That's what a lot of the sisters don't know in the church. They say, well, I want to marry a man of God because he loves God, and, but the work is also a lot. And even supernatural as well. Because you need to intercede for him like Abigail, studying for neighbor. You need to intercede for your husband. And so many other things that are not written or seen. Some people see you, they feel that softener, you know, is not in the front. You don't know. You have no idea. But she has to learn now. Because as God blesses you and the ministry increases, she will need to also be involved. God called her to be a helpmeet. You know, it starts with planning and then delegating of things you can delegate. But say, delegate You know, but that's not God's plan. Serving is beautiful. Because as he goes out there, he's going to fight the world. But we, the women, we are we are not just at home. But that is sacrifice. And it takes wisdom. It takes wisdom to overcome. And I'm sure that if she's spoken to or she's taught, she will do the right thing. So thank you for sharing with us. Amen. Amen. Your mommy, yeah, that's it. Uh, the question we um, it has to do with spouse and in laws relationship as to when the in laws should visit or to instruct or to whatever in the marriage. The second one also has to do with is it right for um, couples like Christians to divorce and what should lead to divorce? Thank you very much. And what should lead to divorce? Thank you very much. Hallelujah. You spoke about in-laws. Some of the chapters I wrote them, like in-laws, temperaments, things like that. So... It's the same thing I'm preaching. So there's a whole chapter on in-law. So let's also invest in books and knowledge. 
so that we will add value to our own selves. Amen. But your first one, okay, you, know, you said that should in-laws like, um, should they visit and how? Just say, mobe set it time and now say, mobe yet then. And I always draw my example from Ruth and Naomi, where Ruth was a mother-in-law. Or a mamma, me, no. Unfortunately, no, 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 I mean, Ruth in the Bible. No, 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 And at that time, no, 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 but Orokwan, the two ladies, no, I'm can so to a point, or more person, more nenuko. No, see, there be a sermon so, Moshe mo how far, a sermon worry, a sermon set to the mamma nemenko. But one thing that she said is that, Moshe mi yepa. And so, because of that, no, the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with me and the dead. Into us, who share me ye, and who share me masu ye, and nunti onami enshram ononya mo papa. So I want to say that the way you handle your in-laws can bring a blessing to your life. Amen. Minim say in-laws no ebinum omohu ya moto, but that is where agape love, phileo love comes into play. So God calls us to love our enemies. It is a worse than your enemy. Any the verse applies to her. Pa Bible said there. Do what I'm for. Do good to them that hate you. Ne otan wono ye ne papa. Ne obe kese wono blessingo. Ne a o use wono bompa emano. Classes for no obia wombi. It is a mother-in-law, father-in-law, or fitina ne humoide. It is as a Christian, divine love. Nyame dono. Ne, or guardian it's not our own way having said that I don't think that you have to allow in-laws to destroy the marriage amen because some of us depending on the tribe where we come from and our custody law you feel say your sister ba you sing you know and that thing often or sometimes doesn't help the marriage. So you have to put your wife in the right place, your mother in the right place, because you didn't marry your mother, you married your wife. And if your mother is coming, ideally your wife must know. But I want to tell wives that men often forget. visitors. But I thank God because because my childhood, how do you say childhood? Entertain a lot of asofo. My bro. 
Intimacy in yini. de. I didn't know that God will use that. So to have a visitor is not a problem for me. By the grace of God. At all. Now. Our church is very big. So sometimes my bishops are coming from here, from here, from here, and they come and live with me. When they come and live with me, one, my husband has not told me that they are coming. Two, they themselves have not told me that they are coming. In the past, uh, yeah, me was sorry, Tuesday service. Yes, you'll greet everybody. Oh, no, me one, so. Now, Bishop, I'm sorry, I don't want to. Oh, now, Bishop, I can't show. Me, but with you. Hey, sir. And then by the grace of God. Inside think that Mushin from that. And my mother never complained. The people who complained were we, the children. And we used to feel that my mommy so can be Yakwa sorry Sunday. Now me papa who visitors. Oh, Mister say everybody. Oh, bra 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 briefie. Oh, bra bra. A friend friend call for. In the year board briefie. Here in the end luncheon. Now we reheat. And I was the man call for. And oh, bra. Then we'll be so sad. We'll be saying that hey. Now here you better have as my mother will say that hey. Why should she be busy hey? Why should she be busy here at someone? Hey, Zvanechira. Oh, how can you say that? But they will always come and they will say that, oh, my mother's called Gina. They will say, Gina, I'll show you, I'm fine. Then they will be laughing at the way we are not happy. <laughs> but I got used to it. So then when my husband doesn't tell me, I, I was trained to work under pressure. So say, yeah, corned beef stew. Say, yeah, my boxy way anyway, any problem. Into me, who am I going to say, hey, yeah, but we feel, okay, one breath. So some of us, we want a perfect everything. Those things, they bring problems. So, so let us learn to be a bit flexible. But me, me feel, say, because me crew him says, I want to me, I still may, and I feel you can't me cry. And I've also become used to it. Oh, mommy, Charlie, we are here. But by the grace of God, I'm used to it. Now, I teach it that the, the reason why some women get angry is they feel say, you feel so, you've put them under pressure and they don't know what to do. So it's not that they don't want to do it, but they feel they will fail. But you see, you can simplify life. You can simplify life. So do learn to do simple things that are also powerful, that people can have and feel that they are well looked after. So with the in-laws, I think the two of you have to also agree. But we all have to be flexible. Those type of things, they bring a lot of problems. But it can be worked out. And wives can love your mother as they love their mother. You see. But the problem with in-laws is that sometimes, you know, 
But there are ways of winning people who are even unlovable. Because love never fails. The Bible says, do not be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. It means that good is stronger than evil. And good can overcome evil. In somewhere, you love her. I gave a, a woman this advice. What's the What's two days. But the one was six weeks. Into me, So is it too much? Say it's too much. What am I saying? Okay. My husband said, "We did you fine provisions. We be out there, man. So, man, we have time. We should see. Man, it's going fine. I require that. It's a message. Amen. But I'm used to people. I'm used to coming from a big family. I'm used to having people around me. But not all of us are like that. And see, kaketu awono share with somebody. And God will bless you through that. Amen. And also, before I married, I prayed to God and I said, give me a mother-in-law who will love me. Give me a mother-in-law who will treat me well. And God answered my prayer. So my mother-in-law turned 80 this year. And when we were celebrating her, my, my husband came to give a speech. And he said, I am my wife. She's even closer to my mother than I myself. And, she's, and I just realized that. In fact, I knew, but it also brought back the realization that God has been good to me and God has answered my prayer. And a, a, a human being, be a, no one from, but if you are able to overcome little, little things, you can have a beautiful relationship. It is possible. My husband is an only boy. So people were saying, hey, what could worry? Obiba only boy. Hey, but God did it. And it is well. And I have many friends who have good relationships with their mothers-in-law because they walk in the word of God. And God uses that to fight for you. Amen. Amen. Um, amen. Um, will we please? Um, I hear this is the last question. But your my question is say, funny say. Hey, no lady, only one lady has spoken. Okay, brother, roll on. Yeah, funny say, Makusia Oban Hofe. Ah, Mawarino. But Ansana Mawarino, I'm very spiritual. Then this is, um, with this lady, she has had some bad experience before. Now, I get married to this lady, and I'm not able to um, certify the lady. Now, I get that um, courage to talk to my pastor. We've been praying for so long. The same old story. For, let's say, 10 years. As a Christian brother, what should I do? Because we've been praying, we've been going to the hospitals to see the doctor, but still, the same old story. What should I do as a Christian? Thank you. Before, I, 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 I remember that the brother also asked me, like, the conditions under which you can divorce. Hmm? So let's look at Matthew chapter 19, verse 7. 
They say unto him, Why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? He saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put your wives away, but from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. Amen. So the Bible says, So we refer to a tree, now wound to me forgiving her. We bet to me a So we refer to a tree, now wound to me forgiving her. But it seems to be the only condition in the Bible. Amen. Now, divorce is different from separation. But I have not seen much separation that works and does not lead to divorce. I don't know. That's what I think. So Paul then comes to say in Corinthians that if you are separated, try and be reconciled. Which means that sometimes separation. But the separation is supposed to lead to a reconciliation, not a further apart. Amen. But sometimes you don't want the divorce, but the person has left you anyway. The Bible says that if you be pleased, the person be pleased to live with you, you live with the person. But if the person insists on leaving you, then you are not bound. Amen. So I hope that answers the question. And then our last brother at the back. You are saying that the sister has a history. And you are spiritual. But the fact that she has a history does not mean she is not spiritual. Because the woman caught in adultery. Jesus said, go and sin no more. So people may have a past. But when they become born again, Christ has redeemed them. And they are new creatures, and you don't have to judge them by what they have done in the past. Amen. Now you say that because of that, you are not able to satisfy her. But maybe that's not because of that. There can be other reasons. Amen. So you said that you come and see your pastor, you are praying, nothing is happening. Well, you are married. Paul said, are thou bound? Marriage is like a prison. If you are bound, you can't come out. It's life imprisonment. Till death you do part. That's why you must think about it well before you marry. Brother, are you married? So how do you know that she cannot satisfy? And I think that marriage is an adventure. And God's will was that we all grow up together. You know, so we have to forget the past relationships and flow in whatever God is doing. And if you come and see your pastor, I would ask the woman, what are the things that if he does, you will be happy? And I'll tell you, this is what your wife is saying. So try. So far as it is within God's will and his word. Amen. Amen. Okay. I want us to stand up and share a word of prayer. Mitiasia, miti mau, oh semi wun. 
Christian, when you say God is your father, when you say Jesus is Lord, you mean that you don't do things that you like, you don't live the way you want, you don't choose the way you want to choose, you go according to his word, you go according to what God has written. So, what's the way a Christonia? What's your seer? What's your woman? So because a Some of us have to repent. New people in Christ Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Ask God for forgiveness. Ask him for his cleansing. You say you are a Christian. There's nothing in you that shows that you are a Christian. All that you are interested in is just worldly things. Yes, it's good to have a good marriage. But a good marriage does not necessarily take you to heaven. It's your relationship with God. If you will seek first his kingdom, everything else will be added. If you will seek first to please God, God will take care of you and God will do even the impossible. Christ is the head of this home. God wants to come into your life. He needs to be the Lord. He needs to be the Lord of our emotions, the Lord of our thoughts, the Lord of our desires. And yes, I have desire, but we should desire to serve God, to love Him and to love His Word. God is doing a new thing in our lives this morning. Allow the Holy Spirit. Masusum Konkronos Onyene Juma Bwewa Koma Merazim Brem Monye Ura Monye Ura Akwenye Nemu Esa Wye Radidi A new beginning It's not the things of this world Even marriage cannot satisfy you a good husband cannot satisfy you. A good wife cannot satisfy you. Jesus is the answer. 
He's the living water. He's the one who makes a difference. It's time to return to God and to put first things first. Only Jesus can do that for us. And this morning, I sense that God is saying, you need to be serious with him. You need to mean business with God. It's not enough to just have a good marriage, a good relationship, and to just be happy in this life. God has a purpose for each life and may we fulfill it in the name of Jesus. Wasem no no Help me cry Wasem no yeah Oh You became flesh and you dwelt amongst us. Let the word of God work in your life. Let the word of God mean something to you. Tremble ye at his words. Let the word of God be your light and a lamp to your feet. We don't spend time even in his word. Because we are not strong in the Lord. But God is calling you from this meeting to mean business with him, to be strong in the Lord. You see, I want us to say, Lord, from today, let your word be supreme. Senya meye papa, senya meye bonfeche, mawasemno. Oma minzuni. In the name of Jesus. You are here this afternoon. You don't know Jesus as your savior. You want to say, Lady Reverend, pray for me. I'm here, but I'm not sure of my relationship with God. I live my life the way I want. But from this meeting, God is calling you to a new beginning. Lady Reverend, pray for me. Forget about who is on your left, who is on your right. Forget about pride. And just lift up your hands. And give me the privilege of praying for you. Lady Reverend, pray for me. I'm not sure whether I'll go to heaven or hell when I die. I want to be sure. I'm not sure of my relationship with God. If you are here like that this afternoon, just lift up your hands. And I'll pray with you. Father, I leave your blessing here. On behalf of your children, we come to your throne of grace. 
Forgive us for there's no fear of God in us. Forgive, Forgive us for your word is not alive in us. Forgive. Forgive us for we have loved the world more than we have loved you. But from this meeting, let there be a cleansing. Remove the scales from our eyes. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding that we may know what is the hope of your calling. And from today, let Christ be Lord in our spirits, in our souls, in our bodies, in our home, in everywhere where we are. The kingdom of God, let it come. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 It was great having you today. To find out more about the resources available by Adelaide Heward Mills, please visit the Vision Bookshop at the Kodesh, North Kanishi. Or meet her on Facebook at Reverend Mrs. Adelaide Heward Mills. For prayer and counseling, please call 0243-187-900. You can also drop us an email at honeyonmylips at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, God richly bless you.